This is a story from the land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. If you would like to support the work that I do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash land of Nod learning. Thank you. The Headley Goblin Once upon a time, long, long ago, there lived an old lady who earned her living by going around on errands and doing bits of jobs for the farmers who lived in the village. Although she only earned her midday meal and a bit of cheese and bread to bring home for supper, she was always as cheerful as if she hadn't a want in the world. Each day, she rose early to gather branches and pine cones. These she laid ready near the hearth, and when she returned home to her cottage in the evening, she made a fire to keep herself warm. Now her cottage was small and poorly furnished. It stood by itself on the outskirts of the village, but she declared she was quite content to live alone, and she didn't mind the long walk home. Nonetheless, the farmers of Headley made sure to send her on her way well before sunset. For after dark, the Headley Goblin was about, and the Headley Goblin had terrified the villagers since times long past. Whether he was an elf or a hobgoblin, the village folk could not decide, but they did know he could assume fearful shapes and scare people right out of their wits. He would chase them home, hooting and bellowing with raucous laughter and other times he enraged them with all manner of mischief and pranks. One summer evening as it was getting on toward dark and the old lady hastened herself homeward, she came upon a big black pot lying by the side of the road. Well now, she said, stopping to look at it. Now that would be just the thing for me if I had anything to put into it. Who can have left it here? She looked all around to see who it might belong to, but she could see no one, either in the fields or on the road. Maybe it'll have a hole in it, she said to herself. Yes, that'll be how somebody left it lying here, but it'll do fine anyways. Perhaps I'll put something in it. I'm thinking I'll just take it home with me she bent her poor stiff back and lifted the lid to look inside. Oh, mercy me, she cried as she jumped back. If it isn't brimful of gold pieces. For a while she could do nothing but walk around her treasure, admiring the yellow gold and wondering at her good luck and saying to herself, Well, I do be feeling rich and grand. But presently, she began how to think she would take it home with her. She couldn't see any other way than fastening one end of her long shawl to it and dragging it along after her on the road. I'll have the night to think about what I'll do with it, she said to herself. I could buy a grand house and live like a queen, or I could bury it in a hole at the foot of the garden or I could put it by the hearth near the teapot as an ornament. Oh, I do feel so grand I don't rightly know myself. 
By this time, she was rather tired from dragging such a heavy load. And she turned around to rest for a minute and checked that her treasure was safe. But when she looked at it, it wasn't a pot of gold at all, but a great lump of shining silver. I'd have sworn it was a pot of gold, she said at last. But I reckon I must have been dreaming. Well now, that's a change for the better. It'll be far less trouble to look after and not so easy stolen. Gold pieces are a sight of bother to keep safe. I'm well to be rid of them, and with my great lump of silver I'm as rich as can be. And so she set homeward again, cheerfully planning all the things she would do with her great lump of silver. It wasn't long, however, before she again got tired and needed a rest. Once more she turned to look at her treasure, and as soon as she set eyes on it, it turned into a great lump of iron. Oh my! Oh, oh my! She said in astonishment. Well, that beats all. Now, it's a lump of iron. Well, it's very convenient, really. I can sell it easy as pie, and I will get lots of pennies for it. Yes, it's much handier than gold or silver. They would keep me awake at night thinking I'd be robbed. A lump of iron is a great thing to have in the house. You'd never know when you might need it. So on she went again, chuckling to herself over her good luck, until presently she glanced over her shoulder just to make sure it was still there. But what's this? She cried as soon as she saw it. It's gone and turned into a great big stone. Now how could it know that I was looking for just such a stone to keep my door open? Well, that's a great change. It's a fine thing to have good luck indeed. And all in a hurry to see how the stone would look in its corner by the door, she trotted off down the hill and stopped at the bottom beside her gate. Then she turned around to unfasten her shawl from the stone, which this time seemed to lie quiet and unchanged on the path. She could see the stone quite clearly as she bent her poor stiff back to untie it. All of a sudden it seemed to give a great jump and a squeal and in a moment grew as big as a great big horse. It threw down four lanky legs, shook out two long ears and flourished a tail. Then it kicked its legs into the air and laughed uproariously. The old woman stared at it as it capered and shrieked and rolled its shiny eyes. Well, she said at last, I do be the luckiest person. Fancy me seeing the headly goblin and having it all to myself. Suddenly, the goblin stopped short in its rearing and bellowing and glared at her. You're not frightened? Oh me! She laughed. Not at all. It's a rare sight you are and aren't I lucky to see you. Oh, most people shout and curse at me, he said, and run away from me screaming. Well, there's no harm done to me, she said cheerfully. I still have my bit of cheese and bread for supper. Won't you come in? She gathered her shawl about her and opened her little gate. 
but when she looked around, instead of the great gangling horse, there stood a tiny little man in a pointed cap, scuffling his feet on the path. He was as red as the reddest apple, apart from his scraggly white beard. Well now, said the old lady kindly, I don't have much, but you're indeed welcome to come in for a bit of supper. I, I don't mind if I do, said the Headley Goblin. So he sat down to the supper with the old lady, and somehow the little bit of cheese became a large chunk, and then there suddenly appeared on the table some nicely boiled brown eggs and crumpets for their tea. They made a cheerful meal of it, and after they finished they sat beside the fire while the Headley Goblin told the old lady of stories of his pranks. She laughed until tears rolled down her cheeks, and she declared that never had an evening passed so quickly and so enjoyably. As time went on, the little red man came by often for a bit of supper and an evening of talk. And when the old woman found her woodpile always stacked high, and her cupboard always stocked with food, she very wisely said nothing about it to anyone. The village folk still talked fearfully of the Headley Goblin, or cursed him for his mischief. But when the old lady heard this, she would just chuckle to herself and say, Oh, I think he might not be that bad, if only we ever got to meet him. And she lived a long and happy life in her little house in the village. The End <laughs>